Hello my friends and welcome back to the Random Prompts series here at Meerkat Musings. Episode 11 of Season 2 is where we're up to now. And I'm recording this on the 19th of July, which in principle at least has the potential to be the hottest day ever recorded in the United Kingdom. We have the temperature expected to breach in some parts of the country at least, 40 degrees. And this has served as the inspiration, the basis for uh, this podcast with discussions around temperature, touching upon climate change, but perhaps also touching upon, more importantly, some of the slightly unusual, I don't know if, I don't know if it's called cultural thoughts around the temperature or whether it's just an age thing, I don't know. But... I guess the main thrust of this podcast is to look at differing attitudes to this heat wave uh, and why, to me, some of it's just a bit baffling and bizarre. Apparently, back in 1976, which is before I was born, so I can't pass comment, there was a pretty amazing heat wave. And the, the attitudes and reactions towards it back then were different, the expectation was that you just got on with stuff uh, and you didn't create a song and dance around it all, etc, etc. And some of the people from that generation are bemoaning a little bit the attitudes of people today towards this heatwave. After all, we've had warnings about risks to life, we've had uh, some schools close, uh, we've had some businesses consider whether not to open, and... In some quarters, at least, this is, seemed, uh, this is seemingly a, a bad thing. This is people being wimps, I guess. Uh, that, you know, it's, all, it's, it's this whole kind of, you know, back in my day, my generation was tougher, blah, 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 kind of stuff. Except I don't buy in to any of these kind of chest-thumping tales of bravado. This is different. This is heat wave at a time when we understand that this is not some regular normal occurrence of British weather. We have a better understanding now than we did in 76 as to the dangers of the heat and especially the dangers of working and going to school in this heat. On a similar note we've had people talk about how oh you know I'm on a holiday in Ibiza enjoying the 40 degree you know 35 to 40 degree sunshine and I'm absolutely fine so why aren't you guys fine? Well, again, key difference being if you're on holiday, you're dressed for it. Places like Ibiza are prepared for it. You'll have a swimming pool to jump into pretty much whenever you want. And the buildings and offices there have air conditioning. Over here, very few places have air conditioning. I am fortunate enough to work in an air-conditioned building, but I have in the past worked in buildings without air conditioning, which just roast in the summertime. And that's before we've reached 40-degree heat. So the people comparing you know, holiday resorts and how they get on with things to how we get on with things in the heat in the UK ought to remember they're used to it year upon year upon year. We're not. And also there's a big difference between going on holiday to enjoy the sunshine and having to get into a suit and tie and go off to school or to work in this heat. Big difference. But unfortunately that difference seems to be lost on some quarters. 
The bottom line is, heat waves like this can be dangerous. They can and have killed people. They kill people in this country. Heat waves like this have killed people abroad. It happens on a regular basis. The extreme heat is as dangerous to us as the extreme cold. But in this country, as I say, we are woefully underprepared for it. And then we have the attitude among some that we should just shrug our shoulders and get on with it. It's all well and good, but imagine if we have this kind of heat day after day, week after week, over the course of the entire summer. The novelty factor is soon going to wear off when it's too hot to go outside, when roads start melting. We had a runway and airports start to melt. You know, there's an indication right there of how underprepared we are for this kind of weather in this country. We've had train tracks catch fire, roads melt. This isn't normal. This isn't a set of circumstances we want to embrace going forward. It kills people, it destroys our infrastructure, and it hurts people even if they're not killed by it. Working in extreme heat like this can be very bad for the body, and it isn't particularly good for the mind. We get frazzled in the heat. People get aggressive as well. Uh, and it just isn't great for us. So the people which keep saying, oh, back in 76 we coped, blah, 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 was it as extreme as this? And would you want to go to school in this right now? Would you want to be a school kid getting into the uniform, going off to, work, to school? Or going to work in an office without air conditioning right now? If not, shut up, okay? I don't care what happened in 76. I'm more interested in what's going on right here, right now, and the impact it's having upon people's health. Just because people were ignorant about that kind of thing back in 76 doesn't mean ignorant about it now, and it doesn't mean ignorance is now an excuse. We're not ignorant anymore. We understand the, the dangers and risks of the extreme heat. And we need to take steps to be better prepared for it. We have no way of knowing what's around the corner. This could be something which repeats itself later on in the year. It could repeat itself next year. It could be that we have a four, five, or even six-day heat wave at some point. And that will get really serious if the country just bakes like this. We're not equipped to handle it. We probably need to be. It wouldn't hurt if we learned, because the way in which temperatures are generally increasing, this, at some point, in the not-so-distant future, will become the new normal, which is very bad for us. It's generally sort of a very bad sign for the planet. But it's the sort of thing that you kind of feel is, is inevitable. The way things are going, this will become what we can expect going forward. And it's going to kill people. And it's going to damage this country. And then all the while we have attitudes of, oh well, well, it, you know, we handled it before, briefly. And it wasn't a recurring thing, but now we're in a situation where this is going to get, get to become a recurring thing. I remember as a kid... If the temperature were to hit 30 degrees in this country, that was quite unusual. These days, it doesn't feel so unusual. And now, of course, we've got occasions where we're pushing 40. And let me tell you, it's not nice out there. Okay, even the act of walking to work at, you know, even before 8 o'clock in the morning, it's warm. It's probably, I know, approaching 25 degrees already. And we're not even at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're not even at 8 o'clock in the morning, which is insane. But by all means, you know, to these previous generations, tell me how 
all the people that are on holiday, tell me how your experience compares to now and why it's equivalent to now. I'd love to know. Honestly, the ones, the ones who are on holiday right now are the, are the worst ones. The ones who are saying, oh, the holiday in you know, the Mediterranean is, is the same sort of heat. Yeah, it might be. But like I've already said, you can jump in a pool. You've got air-conditioned buildings all around you. That's not true for the people who have to go to work in this country, in this heat. So check yourself a little bit before you wreck yourself with that kind of absurdity, quite frankly. I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is troubling times. I don't like talking about climate change because it depresses me, but it's a subject which is very, very relevant to all of us because ultimately what we're doing to this planet is we're slowly killing it in various different forms. And while we hear about how individuals can make a difference, the reality is the people that can make the biggest difference are the big corporations and, and businesses and the governments whose activities are by far the most accountable for climate change. The, the, the fossil fuel companies which continue to rake in huge amounts of money and are usually sort of lobbying governments to support their cause, why don't we start with tackle, you know, tackling them, addressing what they're doing to the planet? Instead of asking individuals to, to sort of change what they do, although yes, it's not a bad idea, it's really... You know, that's a very small impact compared to what companies and businesses can do, to what governments can do. So why aren't we, why aren't we chasing them for more action? The bottom line, of course, is it's all about money, isn't it? So many things in this world revolve around money and influence, and money is definitely what drives a lot of these companies to try and remain where they are without any kind of consequences. And it's certainly what drives the hearts and minds of so many people in various governments around the world. Oh, it's shameful, it's shambolic, and I'm going to try not to go on about it anymore because it's a depressing subject and I don't like it, as I say. All I can do now is hope that the air conditioning at work, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, as I say, I, I can only hope it holds out. And if I have to poke my head outside for any reason, well, I don't plan on staying out there very long.